0: You're listening to the Burst Boss Scottish Football Podcast.
1: Oh, Scotland going for an M in! He's done it again! James McFadden scores for Scotland! France are stunned and Scotland lead in Paris!
2: Hello
0: and welcome to the Burst Baw Scottish Football Podcast. This week we'll be combing through all the action from up and down the country, uh, discussing the sectarian issue that has unfortunately come to a head over the past week. Uh, But first, I must welcome the panel. Hello, Tom McKinnon. Hi Ryan, how are you? I'm good. Good to have yourself
1: on. Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: Good stuff. I also have with me Callum Scott.
3: Hello Ryan, thank you for
1: having me.
0: We, uh, training your vocal cords before uh, coming on the podcast.
3: Yes, uh, it appears that, uh, the podcast aren't a big fan of Kid Coody, Pursuit of Happiness. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, my da- it's my dad's favourite song and everything, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's why I was, I was singing it. Kid, no, right. of course it's not.
0: And finally, <laughs> we have Andrew Gamba with us on a Sunday. Hello.
2: Hello, how are we getting on?
0: <laughs> Good. Um, have you pulled yourself away from the place? I was
2: more of was more of a day. I was more of a day and night man myself. Ah, there we
0: go. That's, there we go.
2: So, last kid could
0: they drop in now? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so we have our panel. Uh, I guess the only place to start is where the football began on Friday night at Dens Park. Dundee two, Hibs four. One hundred percent record still for Paul Hacking. Hacking bottom. Uh, Tom, I know you enjoy your Dundee persuasion these days. Did you see any of this game? Were you at it?
1: I I did watch it. I wasn't at it. Um, The luxury of having it on BT Sport (coughs) and watching it in a nice Wormhouse definitely trumped the fact that I could have been sat at Den's paying £27 to watch it.
0: Mm, I also seen it. I was in the pub watching it. But I thought um, that it was a wee bit of a missed opportunity for Dundee. Uh, Would you agree?
1: Yeah, I think if... um, Scottish football referees had uh, <coughs> continued at the the low level they'd set themselves. that would have been four all draw, but understands that that probably puts referees in the situation that they can't win. But I can understand as a Dundee fan why you might be slightly annoyed. You didn't come away with a point.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: aye, two goals chopped
0: off for offside marginally has to be said, but the correct decisions in the end. Um Hib's back into the top 6 as i said 100% record for hacking bottom gamba do you think that well i think it's pretty evident he'll have uh, tougher challenges ahead of him but it's a pretty decent start isn't it yeah
2: absolutely i mean <laughs> it's a potential banana skin going to dundee one of my all time favorite football clichés is it a banana don't know let's take a look hmm. we need to get closer but yeah i mean to come away from home and <laughs> score four goals and it is you know a you know a, Fantastic, fantastic result um, f- for Hibs, um, and you know, f- following on from the Aki's game um, as well, you know they've, they've done fine, you know, um, especially in a game like that to to go. I mean, it was so comprehensive as well by what about the seventieth minute, Hibs are you know kind of cruising with that three goal cushion. Um, be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how they, you know, how they'll progress and whether they can keep that run of form going and things like that. Um, I know they've got what uh, Celtic next. Am I right in thinking? Yes, in the, in cup. the cup. So it'll be interesting to see whether that kind of that kind of form from these games, whether it will be a different approach or whether it will be a similar approach he he takes into these games. I, I I think because it'll be the cup, I think it'll be a similar approach, but it'll be interesting.
0: Do you think that? Are you, well, should I say rather, are you worried Hibber picking up a wee bit of form before going to Easter Road, a place you've never won at? Under Brendan Rogers. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Saved myself.
2: (laughs) Good save, good save. Um, Yes and no, because obviously Celtic were playing a team today (laughs) who had a very, very good record and they uh, swept them aside. But um, obviously there is that kind of, you know not one Easter Road kind of thing hang, hanging over Rodgers going into a game against a manager who's on a good run of form um, I'm about as worried as I would have been if it was Leiden and in charge I reckon hmm. uh,
0: Casey is it kind of just a wee bit of a free hit for Heckingbottom for the rest of the season what do you think that his plans will be um, just sort of coming into the job halfway through the season, where it looks like well, I'm not going to get relegated and promotion. Eh, promotion European spots seem just a wee bit too far out of reach.
3: Mm-hmm. No, Ryan. Uh, I think I made this point in the the last podcast. We did anyway to say that it's actually a brilliant chance for a manager to come in um, where he's no. Has to go one way or the other. You know what I mean. Uh, obviously, Habs will at least want top six. You know, that that's got to be the kind of the short term target. But it's not a disaster if he doesn't get there. You know what I mean. So it's I, I totally agree. As of a free hat, he can he can sit and he doesn't he doesn't have to hit the ground running. He has though two wins out of two and two convincing ones out of two. Um, so no, it's, it's it's a good position for Heckenbottom to kind of. Uh, Dip his toe in the water, uh, shall we say, Scottish football, and then really build over the summer, and, and have a good crack at it next year. So no, it's it's a great opportunity
2: for
3: what if you're a manager, that's the kind of job you want to get into. You know what I mean? You, you don't want to be taking over a, a club, you know, when you need to win every week, because um, it's all short term, short termism. Whereas he he's went in kind of mid table and just try to see what he can get out of them for the rest of the mm. season.
0: Uh, Tom, I, I mentioned. Just at the start of the programme, just about how Dundee probably ruined, sort of not taking anything from this game, given the fact their next three games are Rangers, um, Celtic, the Hearts. that's the third game, and Hearts, yeah. Um, which are games that, if you're going by recent form, you, well, you don't see them getting much from. Are you, are you worried for Dundee in the running, mm-hmm. or do you think that they'll still be okay?
1: I think they should be okay it is a hard run of games but the flip side is that they've probably come off a, an easier run of games recently uh, but there was enough uh, signs of promise in that game on Friday night I think uh, the best player on the pitch that's including him as well I think Scott Wright obviously as I was to say you'll see a lot more of him than me but I didn't really get much of a look at it, or too much of a look at him at uh, uh, your club Ryan Aberdeen um, but he does look like a phenomenal player hopefully this uh, the t- compliance officer tambola Tombola doesn't rule him out for too long if at all <laughs> for a stamp at the end of the game but that was silly but apart from a bit of a blot on his book, for what was quite a good game mm. I, mean, I think I mentioned it last
0: week that Scott Wright should be somebody who's sort of on the fringes of the Aberdeen team if not playing regularly uh, and personally was sort of surprised to see him head off to Dundee uh, in, in the January transfer it's just uh,
3: it's good though, Ryan, like, Aberdeen are in a <clears> position where, like, because is too good to be sitting on a bench, so, I mean, usually, I mean, we spoke about how bang on Motherwell have got their loans, you know, we obviously Jake Hasty and mm. stuff going out know, and, and doing really well, whereas, what better place than to loan you a player out to a fellow uh, Premiership club, where he's got to be playing top flight football um, for the rest of the season, and, and getting that experience, which you hopefully see him, can kind of, have a right good go at uh, again in Aberdeen starting 11 next year because I, I've always rated him. I thought when McInnes was kind of giving him uh, wee chances here and there, and I think he saw the hat trick at Fur Hill and stuff, he's, I think he's a cracking wee player. And um I said, it's, it's good for him to get experience with, with a cob with Dundee. It's a division. big dog move to in. do that. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I agree. it is a bit, sorry it was coming in for a wee bit of stick from some set of fans um, just before his move which personally I didn't quite understand so maybe McInnes had seen some similar frustrations um, and decided that first team football, regular first team football elsewhere would be best served and as you say you see the likes of what Motherwell have done with their loans, um, hopefully he can come back a better player next season um, you'd think that he will have a big part to play next season if GMS is away um, but more about that later. Um, so, unless there's anything else anyone wants to touch in this game, we will move on to a controversial game at Parkhead. Silence, that's what I like to hear. Paul so McGowan's Celtic. goal was really
2: nice. That was a really good goal. Yeah. And Martin nice. Lodge's
3: goal, to be fair. Very yeah, good. They speak uh, up move now as well. But Paul McGowan's, funny. But, but Paul McGowan, uh, Paul McGowan's finish was, was outstanding, yeah. also. Mm, of course. Absolutely.
0: Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> aye. So moving on to. McNulty's goal was not good. He's <laughs> taken one. That was vile. Nah, <laughs> it's pretty terrible, was not it? But he celebrated it like he just screamed at top back. <laughs> yes. Yes. They all count. <clears throat> uh, game you were at today, Gamba? Yes. Celtic 4, Motherwell 1. Celtic ending Motherwell's extremely decent run of form. And I will let you take it away on the topic of the extremely
2: controversial goal that everyone wants to hear about. Uh the, the mother will go. Right, okay. Um uh, it's, it's, I was gonna say, oh, actually wasn't a free kick for the Edward goal. Anyway, no, um Mother will go. I mean I can understand why they've done it. Um it's incredible poor sportsmanship, <laughs> but I like I just the fact that we've clamped them as well, I just don't really care. Um <clears throat> the The ball going. I mean, the ball going now. It, it's strange because I want to kind of talk more about the excuses for it um, and just kind of go through them because the the first one is like, oh, it's a young guy that's that's done it, and it's like, well, yeah, but like at what age when you're watching football do you understand that you return the ball when someone's down injured? Well, sorry,
0: just to jump in, but you say he's a young guy who's done it. If flash score would have you believe that, um, what's his name? Sorry, the guy up front, James Scott. Yeah. Uh-huh. Aye, he is a 36-year-old Costa Rican defender. That's what flash goes, have you believe? And I was just like, that's oh just not word. true. Um, so aye, um, it's definitely a young guy. From,
2: and the, uh, the, youth. They're all pinning it on him as well. He doesn't score. It's, 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 it's Ari Yubi or, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that's how you pronounce the name, but he scores. <laughs> Scott doesn't score. He takes a shot. Bain saves it. Someone else is following mm. in for it so it's you know it's not as if it's like oh it's this young guy and you know it's all his responsibility and things like that someone else has scored so you know it's <laughs> um, it's not all down to this guy um, I mean I know Rogers was going on after the game and saying like well okay well we're then expected to get a goal back from it and you could see him Big Ayer was um, Chris Fryer was basically saying okay now you let us score you could see him very clearly demonstrating that but the multiple players were having none of it Um the the thing is immediately after that Motherwell had a couple of injuries and there was dropped balls and Celtic contested every single one of them, um, <laughs> which I was quite a big fan of. Um, afterwards, um, I don't know if you can hear it in the voice. I've been quite ill this week, and you know, it was kind of kind of got me fired off a wee bit. I was kind of like, yeah, this is this is what I'm fucking. This this is what I want to see. This is class. Just every dropped ball, a game of football being contested, which I haven't really seen that often. You occasionally see it in derbies and things like that, but. The drop balls being contested was a good laugh, but um, it's just poor. It's like it's poor. I would say f- to see from Motherwell, but I understand why they've done it, um, and I don't think they can be really upset with anything that followed afterwards. Any poor tackles or drop balls being contested, you you know, I, Scott McDonald was was quoting his favourite Bible passage when I was driving home today. Do do unto do unto others as you would have others do unto you, and. You know, they ripped off the sword from the rest of the game.
3: Mm, I mean, I think, yeah, uh, Paki... Celtic should have turned the other turned the other cheek when it came to the drop. <laughs> balls, <right>? <laughs> <laughs> Reverend Scott MacDonald, or Father Scott McDonald. I mean, I, I know we'll come on to that <laughs> later. So... <laughs> Sorry, Ryan. Uh, I was just going to say, I
0: think that... The, the bbc commentary Packy bonner and it uh, was absolutely seething i think <laughs> it's just quite funny to listen to him rant and rave away while play was like actually going on it just kept going back to him being like oh well just like complaining well actually a game was raging on and you had no idea what was happening it was just <laughs> him complaining about motherwell being unprofessional and not very sportsman like um now our fellow panellist, who isn't on tonight, Lewis Burrell, did send in a question <laughs> in regards to this. He said, and I'll <coughs> I'll give this to you, Tom, is the controversy surrounding Motherwell's law-abiding goal at Parkhead today really to do with sporting <laughs> integrity or is it plain <laughs> seed at a provincial club daring to attempt to level the playing field against an untouchable establishment club? A lot of big words in there. I think you he think he's a bit of a journalist. <laughs>
1: I'm sure he does think he's a bit of a journalist. Um, I personally didn't really like it that much. It, it, one of the few things in football that hasn't been or hasn't changed too much, as as the game itself has changed massively. Um, and unfortunately, I do find myself agreeing a wee bit with Scott McDonald there. Uh, to <laughs> do to others as you would uh, wish upon yourselves, but um, it's it's disappointing because I'm a huge fan of James Scott. What, at, as a fellow journalist, I uh, covered his debut or his his first proper game for Motherwell against Dundee, mm. um, and he looked really good. And he looked he's looked very good for their twenties this season. In the flesh last week, you can tell he's a sort of step above that. And it's good that he signed his new deal and he's getting in the game. And just <laughs> maybe not the greatest start for potential clubs looking at someone because. Nah, but, is this is, it, is it?
2: Nah, but this this is what I'm saying. It's, it's he doesn't not score. Him. He doesn't score. Obviously, he's he's done something bad. But like, it's not like him and him alone. The other boy follows it in. It's <laughs> the, people pinning this on him. It's like I think this is really really poor that people are just trying to go. Well, it's a young boy and he's inexperienced and he'll learn from it. Someone else has followed this in and scored. It's not just my favor.
3: Gabba, see, I've only seen it once on Twitter because of the cough-cough BBC I haven't even put the highlights up for all the games yet. Um, so, know how it comes uh-huh. to the throwing? See the guy that takes the in. Is he initially trying to throw it back? I think he's, he's trying to, t- he's trying the to the throw it to Scott
2: to then return the ball and he just runs with it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> like, right, if, it, if it happened against my club, I would be absolutely seething, right? And I think Motherwell are lucky that they ended up getting absolutely... Well, no pummeled, that's kind of a shame. obviously, beaten convincingly um, at the end of the game. Otherwise, like, this would be a lot, lot bigger than it is, but it's still really funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's and, just the, it, actually, it's, I, it's absolutely brilliant, and it's brilliant that Motherwell have had the balls th- to this go do This is the it.
2: thing. I actually think the the opposite is true for, for Lewis's point, um, or his question, is very pointed question. Um, I think if this was in a game where it was Motherwell against Kilmarnock or Motherwell against Dundee or a Motherwell even against the Hibs, um, I think there would be the same level of anger, but there wouldn't be this excuse because it's not against one of the ugly sisters, so to speak.
0: Mm. Uh, My favourite bit from the whole thing is when Ari... Ari is celebrating and I don't know who it is runs over to him, but he's shouting and screaming in his face and Aribi's just like got a smile on his face, like celebrating with his teammate, not even acknowledging the guy, <laughs> screaming in his face, like trying to square up to him. He's just like, Yeah,
3: I've just scored at Parkhead. <clears throat> Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Uh it's... but as I say, I'm not I'm not gonna sit here and Right, if it was against Kelly, I would be absolutely seething. I'm oh, not yeah. going to deny that. And if it was probably against another club, like I would be like, that's a bit crap. But when it is against Rangers, or <laughs> Celtic, you've got to kind of you, you've got to appreciate that, man. That's that's a thing here, beauty. It's the fact that <laughs> they tr- they shoot in the match because they would get absolutely dogs. Can if if they didn't score even more, and then just Harry <laughs> Eby comes follows it and bang back in the head. So
0: a good finish to be fair, I think with. Uh... That, that's a good
3: for you. um goal of the season for me
0: I think uh, that one should be that would be a good pattern if
3: we all just uh, got behind Motherwell and voted that goal of the season I think we should I think we should get that out on Buzz Twitter ASAP when it comes to the end of the season and everybody has to vote for that goal yeah uh, that's something we week. can put out <laughs> um, can
2: don't, I, don't think I don't think I'll loan my support to that but I can understand why nor will I <laughs> oh <dear.
3: laughs>
0: the hitter uh, Reset your moral compasses, guys. Um, <laughs> Chivalry is dead. I actually, I
2: actually don't feel I've taken that strong of a moral position on it, but like... What, it's, it's still
0: Denying did... him goal of the
2: season? Ah, uh, uh, pretty much. Great. Yeah, yeah I, suppose, I suppose you make a good point.
0: <laughs> um, in terms of the result for Celtic itself, Gamba, are you um, ple- pleased with Celtic's form at the minute? Can't get much better. Obviously, disappointment in Europe, I don't know if you want to touch on that. Where do you see... Um, Celtic season heading. Um well, for what remains, do you think it'll be a pretty comfortable run in? Uh,
2: no. No, because there's quite there's 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 quite a few interesting games coming up. Um Aberdeen and Rangers are gonna be very difficult games. However, we've got them both at home, which is quite handy. Um and we've also got Dundee um away, and if we do what Hibs do, I think we'll be okay. I think a lot of people are kind of saying the league is done as a result of that Kilmarnock game and as, as much of a kind of energy release I had after that kind of game. Um, oh dear, don't go do any further. <laughs> <laughs> um, eight points is still only three games and then you're one point behind. So, you <sighs> know. Quick maths. <laughs> you know, um, they will have to win. Uh, how many games is it they have to win now, Celtic, to win the league? Eight. Um, and if they beat Rangers in one of those games, it goes down to like seven or six or something. I don't know. But you know, there's still a lot. There's still a lot to be played. The the cup's going to be an interesting one. The the, the the There is this there is this kind of feeling now that kind of the league is getting there, and the cup is going to be quite difficult. Hibs away, it's going to be an interesting one. As I said, I'm no more worried than if I was if Lennon was in charge. But that doesn't mean I'm confident in that game. Um... Mm. I, I mean basically your answer was how do you see the rest of the season going and my answer is I don't really know I think we'll probably win the league I think there's a very good chance of that happening now the cup's still up in the air you can never predict what's going to happen in the cup and especially when I'm going to get my excuses in early especially when the referees are having a season like they're having you never know there's a there's a good X factor in a lot of those games mm,
0: I think Celtic should just do the honourable thing and bow out of the Scottish Cup <laughs> somebody else a chance <laughs> Um, unless there's any else you th- want to make a comment on in your first Celtic
2: game in a while, I will. Uh, oh, uh, Henderson. <laughs> Henderson. Uh, th- talk about actual football being played. Henderson was was excellent. Um, uh, a bit of a strange lineup in terms
0: of Celtic, actually.
2: I mean, I know like Brown was injured. I think McGregor was well, rested. I think. um
0: Beaton even made
2: us yeah I mean Beaton and Henderson in the midfield I was like oh Jesus seriously worrying you're going against a form team playing a midfield partnership that just doesn't play first team games Um, mainly because one of them can't get in the team and the other one's like a child basically Um, but no um, Beaton played really well for as long as he was on and Henderson got the sponsors mad of the match and I didn't disagree with that at all I thought he was excellent
0: Spot on the future is bright. Um, the next game, St John's to Aberdeen 2. I was at this one. I don't know if any of you have seen any highlights from it.
2: Yes, oh, yes,
0: cool. Uh, Shane, <laughs> right, right, The Shane, show. Uh, pretty professional performance from Aberdeen to be honest. I wasn't, I don't know, it, it was a weird um atmosphere in terms of. Even just my feelings before the game, it had a wee bit of an end of season feel to it. It was very <laughs> strange, but that aside, pretty professional performance from Aberdeen. Um, I know St Johnston are pretty sort of shaky run of form, but it's um, St Johnston at McDermott Park. Although Aberdeen <laughs> have a decent record there, it's <laughs> never really a given, and I was pretty impressed with the the tactical setup and. Obviously, Shea Logan looks like he's going to be out for the rest of the season, so Dom Ball started it right back, and while well, that would usually have a a few fingernails shredded on paper, he was absolutely outstanding, I thought, and two assists, basically, from dogged determination to win the ball back in, in midfield and drive forward with it. A um, special mention to Dom Ball, who was terrific, and I think he's out of contract at the end of the season down in Rotherham, so I wouldn't be adverse to bringing him up in terms of just a squad player, because I think he's, this season anyway, he's been pretty decent when he's been called upon, so
3: I would not be adverse to that. Um, See, it's interesting, Ryan, I'm not sure if you've listened to the recent Mark Warburton interview with Simon Ferry, no. <laughs> but Mark Warburton, I was really surprised, but, I mean, Warburton really kind of massive fan of Dumbbell and said that a lot of the which I thought was surprising because I didn't really used to rate him but I hadn't seen enough of him to be honest but like he was saying that basically he was like so vital to how Rangers played and stuff and we him missing the Scottish Cup final against him it was just interesting about how like Warburton seen him as probably one of the most key men in that Rangers team which which I was, I was quite surprised about so he's obviously does offer something. Oh,
0: right, absolutely. I mean, I think in central midfield, he's a very, very good footballer. It's just a bit of a shame that he gets sort of chucked around the, the back four when things uh, mm-hmm. become a bit sparse in, in those areas. But when he's playing sort of central midfield, um, he has a good game. I mean, I thought he was exceptional, exceptional in the League Cup final against Celtic this season as well. Um, so I, I'd be uh, keen to see Don Ball back in Aberdeen Strip next season. Um, somebody that I also would love to see back in the Aberdeen Strip next season, obviously Graeme Shinney <laughs> <who coughs> his contract um, is still up in the air, not sure what the situation is with that one be- bear, uh, bearing in mind uh, McInnes said that, that the situation would be um, sorted by January, I mean it's now almost fi- uh, March um, we're still none the wiser in terms of Shinney and GMS's future plans but I mean, going by his reaction from both goals he obviously loves the club it's just, it, he's getting to the stage of his career where he has to think about money and all that kind of thing and I do think that, well going by Richard Gordon on Sports and anyway um, Aberdeen have offered him the biggest package the club um, have ever offered anyone I don't know how much uh, no. hyperbo- hyperbole that is because I think that would be about 10k a week if um, my <laughs> estimations are correct. So, he's obviously Jeez. wanting a bit of money and there's a contract being offered to him to stay at Aberdeen, which would be extremely lucrative one I'd imagine. Um, going by Richard Gordon's comments and just how much McInnes values him. Um, and he's been excellent the last sort of five or six weeks, <laughs> whether that's just to put himself in the shop window or not, I'm not sure. But he is, on as day, Aberdeen's best player, if everyone's at it, and I think it's key that he stays. If not, a bit like losing Kenny McLean, you lose a vital asset in the middle of the park and you've got a, a big rebuilding job on your hands. Um, so it would be sad to see him go. Um, Tom, in terms of St Johnston, for this, their bad form... Continues. I mean, they weren't terrible in the game, but it does look like they've just lost a wee bit of their confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, they've now sort of been dragged into this. Uh, well, they always kind of were but the the top six fight.
1: What side of that do you see them falling on? Mm. I think it's probably similar to Dundee. That, yeah, they've had they've played fairly difficult teams in the last in the f- last few weeks. That triple header against Celtic never helps any club and. We mm. saw that in the right. past with Dungeons & Dragons more but their, their games before the split are all all, all winnable well, they won't win them all but there is a good chance they they, they go, into, go into every game expecting a win just whether um, <laughs> this run of form has taken a serious dent into their confidence or it is just the case that they're it it is hard to play against good teams every week you do need to play against a St Mirren or a Dundee or a Hamilton every third week or so just to restore that confidence that you are a good player, you are a good manager and you are above all quite a good team Mm. I mean I'm probably
0: better suited to answer this one but I want to bring you in on this KC Aberdeen equaled their club record for seven straight away wins um, on Saturday Uh, I think we've gained more points away from home um, than at home this season why do you think that is?
3: That hmm. is a
0: given you I don't know the because um, just given that sort of perception is well Pataudry is been sort of a, a fortress under McInnes but fortress? not so much this season
3: Absolutely <clears throat> I don't know how I can even answer that to be honest because you always just Nobody wants to go to Petodrey and win. There's, like, uh, sorry, nobody wants to go to Petodrey like, regardless of what kind of form well, you're me. on. And it's kind of sh- <laughs> but like um but it's weird because even like s- silly as this might seem, I mean I've looked forward more to games at Ibrox and Parkhead and stuff thinking, Oh, they could be there for the taking. I've never really once felt that go well, to Petodrey. Like uh, so you probably I know, mean? I know, but I mean, I ah, mean, oh, come on, come <laughs> on. It's just, nobody wants to go up to that shithole in the North when you can see the the oil rigs for the bloody beach end or whatever it's called, man. <gasps> uh, <laughs> no, but, um, <laughs> uh, no, Don't get me started about oil revenues, no, like, but, uh, no, the... Um, but doing the barrels? No, I... I, I, I re- <laughs> but I, I really don't know, because... Maybe can I be a suited, but maybe more so that can I still this year because as you rightly just pointed out, I mean losing your Kenny McLeans and stuff, it's it's not easy. Um, Niall McGinn's only ever got to kind of regresses as a player. I know he's kind of getting slightly back to mm-hmm. when he was at his prime, if that even as a thing. But I know he was <laughs> struggling. He wasn't. it wasn't the same player that, that, that left to go to China or wherever. Anyway, and you know, oh, Jesus mind I mean. Mind kind that. I mean create yeah, I know and yeah yeah, yeah. yeah your main can kind I of create sparks Gary Mackay Stephen who's a winger who's always got to be inconsistent um so whereas you've got guys like Ferguson, Shinney, GMS as well to get you up the pitch, you're really, really good teams in counter attacking in that as well. Um have been a big target but I don't know I don't know, maybe just Aberdeen's style more so this season can of suit some better playing away for him. Mm. Uh, but I'd I would like I'd be more interested to hear what you say because 'cause you're actually you'll have 100% more an idea of what's going on. <laughs> I
0: just think that Aberdeen, as you touch on, they're more suited to playing away from home this season because of, as you mentioned, the style of football. you pretty hit much hit the nail on the head. I think Aberdeen have Excellent. struggled this season when teams sit in against them. Uh, St Johnston certainly didn't do that on Saturday, which is what helps Aberdeen in terms of performance. They, <clears throat> for some reason, enjoy when teams go toe-to-toe with them. It sort of allows the wingers that space, um, and obviously Cosgrove up front can cause some problems as well. But there is a sort of lack of creative spark um, when looking to break teams down at home, as you've seen. uh, Kelly, well, we've not picked up a win against Kelly at home this season. Um, Saint Mirren uh, struggled to win against Livingston at home, Uh, so it's it's definitely. That I would say, but all in all, another good win for Aberdeen, seven in a row away from home. And I think I have to touch on Lewis Ferguson extending his contract to Aberdeen till 2024. Mm-hmm. So, all in all, a, a pretty decent week for Aberdeen. Um, brilliant, not so decent week for yourself, Casey. Unfortunately, you were <laughs> at Livingston, one Killian Hill. Um, is did the game pan out exactly how the scoreline suggests?
3: <clears throat> I mean, I've got no complaints here. Uh, Livingston, just want to put that out there straight away, thoroughly deserved the three points. Um, despite we had we had a crossbar three times, but Livingston had numerous chances to kind of kill the game. Uh, so just want to get that out there right away. I've kind of waxed the lyrical about Livingston all season. And I'll continue to do so 'cause they they were better than us all over the part really. Should be noted though that we did change the team up a lot. Um I mean our two full backs, Millen and uh, Callum waters. have played like three Premier League uh eh, premiership games between them, you know what I mean? So you were always got to struggle finally just back for injury. So that back four has never played together. You had McKenzie back in the team, who actually played well, to be fair. And then you had Boyd back in, um, who was pretty poor, to be fair. Uh, I don't know. It's just, I thought we started the game quite well. It looked like the players were up for it. Uh, we moved the ball about passing it. And then Livingston just kind of grew, grew their cell into the game. And we ended up... What, what's the funny? <laughs> I'm just glad you clarified that. By moving the ball about, they were passing it rather. the <laughs> <hands. laughs> <laughs> <No, man. laughs> because no like, but because Living end up growing ourselves into the game, and like, we all know Livingston. They they want high balls. You know what I mean. <coughs> um, they they want high balls, um, and even though Brophy's a kind of very strong physical type for a wee guy, there's not much use. Like just pumping balls when he's up against the kind of heavy centre-half so it's breeding butter for them to be fair uh, I've not seen the goal back but apparently Chris Boyd's major at fault for it I kind of seen it at the time and thought of oh, he's lost his man there and I think Erskine, Erskine he man in the back of the net so no nah, no complaints very very poor performance and the players kind of maybe got to be quite controversial here, but I thought they kind of let down Clark and the supporters after the week that we've had, and I'm, I know we're going to come on to that, you know, I was talking to a few few people before it, I thought, no, we're got to lose the other day, you know what I mean, everybody's got to be up for it, because they want to, um, they want to get the win for Clark, not that they ever wouldn't want to get the win for Clark, but there's even more, uh, a motivation to do so, under the circumstances, and we didn't really do that, um, and I nah, just, uh, I thought we are poor, but as I say, I mean, you you made like six, six changes or whatever, mm-hmm. Um so but we've always got to struggle but no, I'll credit Lavingston and thoroughly deserve that I mean Tom does it just seem like Kelly are going through a wee bit of a
0: phase that most teams do outside of Celtic in terms of injuries <laughs> uh, obviously they've had a few decisions go against them especially at Ibrox on, on Wednesday night Do what does Clark do to kind of rejuvenate Kilmarnock does he just kind of plug through what do you think
1: <clears throat> well clearly given the fact he made seven changes uh for the game, yes, on Saturday, um <laughs> has a squad um to change his team. Obviously a defeat defeat's not very good, but it's against one of the better sides in the division despite their position at the table. I think there is a there is a real nine and three element to this league at the moment with that bottom three just been shocking. Um so <laughs> maybe it wasn't the best game to have to change players like Clark did, but the fact that he did and they're not being battered by a good team is probably a good sign and the fact that they could have players that, like Jones, Malimbu, Dishbowl and that team that is much changed just shows how far Camarca can come as a club hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Casey what, what do you think Kelly will pick back up? Do you still think that European football will be secured this season? Uh, I know I, hope. I so, Ryan, because, just want to touch on the fact sorry, continue. I just want to touching the fact that, um, well, we were laughing at a few Kelly fans suggesting that Clark should go um, on some of the Kili forums. Oh, uh, Jesus. Just ridiculous, isn't oh, uh,
3: it? <laughs> oh, aye, right, aye. Is this, did I speak to you about this before? Aye,
0: well, you sent a screenshot of one, somebody, a few people suggesting on, I don't know what one you are on, but a Kelly forum suggesting that Clark, um, his time was up. And he can't uh oh, can't right well.
3: <laughs> oh, right well. The 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 backstory behind that is that the forums got a raw deal, right? But the forums are actually alright at times. <laughs> you still get some moon moon units on it and moon howlers, But the the Facebook pages a 30, 40, 50 times worse Because like, anybody And anyone's on them You know what I mean People who <laughs> couldn't tell you Who we were playing Saturday I remember on the Facebook pages One week Somebody was like Look at this How shocking um, <laughs> the, it, shows, it shows how much Sky Sports Care about Scottish football And I'm thinking Well I can agree with that Point of view But let's see what This clown's talking about Why, why is there no fixtures For this weekend up Oh, it's an international break <laughs> like, How can you not even know That you're not playing on a Saturday But anyway One of my mates <laughs> went on to Last night And just posted um, And just posted Saying that uh I'm sorry, but but Clark has to go after that, and like the just the amount of bites that he got was unbelievable. It was just, it was brilliant, and the thread's since been taken down <laughs> uh, <laughs> for, for the Facebook page. Just people being like, "How dare you? Uh, if it wasn't for him, we'd be relegated. How dare you speak that way of our leader and all that?" like just just totally after it. it was, it was it was pretty funny, uh, and then me and a few other mates were commenting on it, just winding him up and saying, "Oh, yeah, how can he be a real fan?" and all that but just you know celtic daz kind of types those kind of guys who just who just having to get a clue and i think we're calling mick a spice boy in there no, which is yes. quite funny as well which which it probably is so so i <laughs> agree with that but no everybody's fully behind stevie clark I, I will not support the idiots that were wearing those masks so <laughs> i was kind of cringing about when i seen that, that i was like oh dear oh dear at but at least, uh, I, I support a, the banner of him smiling I know, and it's the it had like a neck on it as well. The mask, I think, and, I I know who made the mask. I know that I know the people who <coughs> made the, masks, the mask. But uh, uh, they're on a printing shop, so that's all right. They're getting the business, but I personally, wouldn't have worn any of them. Um, I know. Out of these behind Steve Clark, big thing is our seasons kind of. Greg Stewart got to Aberdeen. Really was a killer. I mean, that's put us four six weeks back. So you've got to get Macaulayne and who I like. I really like Macaulayne. But, you know, I mean, he, he's got to have time to find his feet. He, he's done well if he's come in, but he still not get the exact chemistry that the Stuart and Brophy had, which was brilliant to watch at the time. So, no, but I really hope we can get European football because it would be very, very disappointing if we wouldn't. Um, and that's even taken into consideration where we're from. I mean, we are at the top of the league in December on two occasions, and now we're four points behind Aberdeen. Uh, so fourth is a minimum for me. Mm. Gamble on the flip side... Livingston have finally won a
0: game of hey. football Af- after I think one, two, three, seven, eight, ten games without a win. They've stopped the slump. Um, and I think, well, I've certainly mentioned it on this podcast. I think a few of us were becoming a bit worried mm. that we might <laughs> get dragged into a relegation battle if they continued to play the way they were. But a win against Kilmarnock, which a lot of teams haven't done this season um, only seven, I think very good.
2: Yes, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, it, it's one of those ones where you're going into a get a a game against a team who've played like the old farm back to back. Um, they're either they're either going to get a response or it's the best time to play them. It was clearly the best time to play them. <laughs> um, I you know just get another win. Um, I mean, they've got what double the amount of points basically Dundee have or almost. Am I right in thinking my math isn't that good? Thirty four. That's about, just just about, yeah, just about half. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's one of these ones where they, I mean they'll be fine. They'll be fine. They're not. They're not getting ending up in the relegation fight as, as as much as that form suggests that they would be. They've got a few interesting games coming up though, don't they? They've got Sitmarin, which they'll be mm. looking. They'll be looking at it as a winnable game. But I know Sitmarin are on a good run of form as well. I know we'll come on to them. But that's a winnable game. They've got a home game against St Johnston. Again, they'll be looking at that as another winnable game, and then they're going up to Pottodry, which is basically three points for anyone at the moment. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's one of these things where I mean they have had a bad run of form, but there's games coming up that are winnable, um, and now they've got their first one of the the year underway. They should be should be fine. They should kick on.
3: I mean. I, I mean, basically, Livingston are 1 1 away for guaranteed All safety right. when you look at it that It's usually like 30, between 36 and 38 points is just enough to stay up. So, for that point in the season, and I don't want to kind of dwell on that too much because they'll have ambitions to progress, but it's an excellent first season back in. And for the third, fourth week in a row, i am got to bring in my Vegas probability shouts here and that shows how shocking a gambler am I have brought up probability in the last two podcasts yet for some reason Livingston couldn't have won a game for 10 and I still thought we'd <laughs> got to beat them probability would say otherwise so there you go <laughs> that is
0: spot on um, <coughs> you mentioned St. but unless there's anything else anyone wants to say about Kelly, I'm looking at you KC we will move on. No, thank you, mate. You no, okay. thank you, mate. That's fine. <laughs> Very professional. Um, <laughs> sadly, yeah, so sadly, sadly Mirren... I
2: can't comment on how Livingston were doing because we haven't seen the highlights, or I have. I haven't seen the highlights. <laughs> I can't find. I can't they, find they, them online. They, they,
3: they, <laughs> they
2: played. They played
3: well. I get thoroughly deserved a, the three points right, Thank you. I'll Aye. take your word for it, Casey. Hmm.
0: <laughs> uh, Saint Mirren with an absolutely fantastic point away at Tyncastle, one each. St Mirren are on a decent wee run of form that's two away games at Tynecastle and Potaudry where a lot of teams as we've kind of touched on don't go and get much St Mm. St. Mirren have gone it's not ideal that they haven't picked up a win in terms of their predicament at the bottom but they've avoided defeat at both these venues it'll be working wonders for the confidence won't it
1: Tom? Yeah I think so I think that's what happens when you um, play a big team like Dungeons United I think you it forces you to <laughs> really buck up your ideas um, I do think that stems from the fact this sort of mini surge if you will the, the two draws against two good sides um, stems from the fact that <coughs> the game totally changed against United at half time when United sat in mostly due to the fact that St Mary's really, really went for it um, and you, despite not getting the win there was a bit of an attitude change and it might just be a bit of a blessing dis- disguise that they went out of the Scottish Cup and sort of just focus, maybe get an extra free week here or there. Because um, I think Kearney probably does know what he's talking about, and you can see that they're sort of um, just about know what they're doing in terms of getting the ball down. And they've got a, f- they've a couple of good signs by the looks of it. the keeper Hl- Hridaki, not 100% sure his name, but he, he does look like a bit of a finding And um, obviously, McGinnis as well. Uh, he's a a very good footballer and someone that the St Mirren fans know and love um, but yeah th- I think it probably does stem from the fact that they got they took a bit of a beating in Auckland United
0: well um ok if that's your analysis <laughs> then uh, we will accept your opinion sorry I said McGuinness um, I
1: meant McAllister
2: apologies
0: alright ok Josh McGuinness I mean I mean, amazingly uh,
2: getting his name wrong wasn't the worst thing you said in that so <laughs> you know <laughs>
0: <laughs> Casey, it actually looked like um, St Mirren arguably might have deserved more than a point from this game. Quite a few chances. Hearts didn't look yep. like they were up to too much um, in terms of in front of
3: goal. Uh, would you suggest that they were unlucky to come away with just the point? Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, it's Zermal like makes a top-class save mm. um, for a potential mm. own goal. Uh, for f- f- for the guy that scored for hearts, but he had to go for that because if he, if he didn't slide in for that, it's it's an easy tap in at the back post. Um, so, so that was that was a, a, an excellent save, but I mean, Saint Man, as it it's a great point again. As you say, not many teams go to Petardry. Well, <laughs> well, controversially, we have home form this season, but to to go to and think and get and been beaten after two games in the bounce there is very very good and the best teams in the league won't even come out of that, Um, as positive as that, but it's just, the marking for the goal is just awful, like, see when you're a team at the bottom of the league and you've got to scrap for everything and guys in so much space, 12 yards out, free header, Mm. bang, back of the net, it's, well, not even 12 yards out, so in between the, the six yard box and penalty spot, like, you just, that's criminal, it really is criminal, but, but to be fair, a lot of teams can down one now at Tyncastle, that's you, but they can back up and, and and get the equaliser, and I'd say it definitely was a deserved point. Uh, again, I say every week, I think that Hearts are pretty reliant on Naismith, and I think Naismith's head and shoulders above everybody in that team, um, but no, it's a, a good point for someone, but. Mm. they need to start take, turning these points into wins if they've got any hope they staying not because I mean f- f- well it's well to be fair even you look at it the way Dundee getting beat it was a good chance to kind of try and close close the gap a wee bit but I mean it's the games against I don't want to be cliche but it really is it's going to be the games against Hamilton and mm. Dundee that have got to shape their season realistically here I mean they're the proverbial six pointers on that here um, so nah, absolutely, but some of um just need to start. Well, they need to start scoring goals mm. as mm. Well. well. this is—I mean, um, we know we
2: touched on it with the the Livingston game that they've got coming up. After that, they've got Kilmarnock, and Johnston, and Dundee, and mm-hmm. form would suggest that the only game they're going to pick up points in, and that game's going to be the killer <laughs> <laughs> oh again.
3: No doubt, probably. Um, you. And then couldn't then get
0: Wolby time for Clark to go (laughs) if that happens, by the way. Oh dear. Um, Aye, you mentioned it there, um, you touched on it there, Casey, that Zlamal have made a very good save. I wanted to touch on the fact, Gamba, that Levine has been absolutely ruthless when his keepers make a mistake this season. Zlomal in the semi-final against Celtic and then he was booted Mm. out for Doyle. And then Doyle, who... I mean, he'd been pretty solid up until last week when he had that absolute horror show against Motherwell uh, to get kind of chuck the chuck a point away uh, mm. for Park, um, and then he's dro- dropped the next week. He doesn't seem to show much support in his goalkeepers when they make an error, do he? It might be or one of these he? things
2: where it, it 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 possibly, but he could also be looking at it in the case of there's not much between these guys, um, any kind of mistake and. You've just you've just proved. Confidence, much Maybe not. But, 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 I mean, I suppose it's the element of like. Or do you go with the confidence, or do you go with the kind of competition theory? What would what, what do you prefer? And it seems to me it would seem that Levine's going with the competition thing, unless he is just a ruthless, horrible bastard, and he's just like, no, that's it, that's it. No, nah. two misplaced passes. No, thank you. Out of the team. <laughs> uh, I would. I well, would I, the the way I would look at it is, is he's got two guys there that he thinks are probably of an equal standing and any kind of mistake shows that the other one is maybe more up to the job than you are but it's Craig Levine are talking about so
0: (laughs) I had uh, sort of analysed him and suggested to to somebody I was speaking to that well, he's been so extremely critical of referees it would be extremely hypocritical to then sort of back his keeper and say oh well we all make mistakes (laughs) Uh, so I mean well, it might seem ruthless. At least he's kind of sticking to true, his ethos true. of accepting zero
3: mistakes at any level of football.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think
3: I think that if uh, if Levine bought into the competition theory, then he would probably try to field the two of them in typical Levine manner. To be honest, sacrifice them both. Man. Both, ah, he probably <laughs> would one. and he would try and play the two of them, um, but. Nah, no, I just I just I'm with cromby here, just any time one of them makes a mistake bangs <laughs> you like, oh. But it's just but it's brilliant. I just I mean, I used to hate Living I still do kinda hate hate him but, but I think Scottish football would be worse without him now because I've kinda of warmed to how horrible and brilliant he is Yep, spot on. Um, I was just gonna <laughs> touch
0: on Hearts' sort of run of three games, Tom, where they've played uh, Livingston at home. Motherwell away and winning <coughs> at home. Three games that earlier in the season you would have to argue that they'd be winning all three. They've not won any. Do you think that uh, this kind of form is going to cost them a European spot?
1: Yeah, I think so. I do, I do think just mm. that coupled with the fact that Kille, Aberdeen Rangers, and obviously Celtic, they're just better teams at Hearts. I think they got off a good start to the season because they had every single player fit and firing it probably just about the best they could with the exception of Naismith I think uh, you, you would expect that sort of level of performance from throughout the season but uh, the likes of Berra given given his age I think he is a very good footballer and one that Scotland would, shouldn't overlook but he is getting on a bit now and isn't going to be able to play to those performances that we saw at the start of the season every single week and the same goes throughout, throughout the squad and losing Suter, Naismith, Utre when they did I think it's hard for any team to recover from that and then even when they're back it's still hard to recapture that that sort of form that saw them top of the table at the start of the season
0: yep um, final game of the Premiership weekend Hamilton nil, Rangers 5 uh, emphatic win for Rangers uh, without Morelos it has to be said I don't think anybody would have backed Rangers to score 5 goals in a team that didn't feature Morelos Tom I know <laughs> you you've seen this one Was it a case of Rangers being very good or a case of Hamilton perhaps
1: not being fantastic? I think it was a case of Rangers being very good. I think it helped that they've got Glenn Kamara in there that (coughs) um, because they don't have maybe your traditional number 10 who can link between the midfield and the attack I think it's vital important that they have someone like um, Glenn Kamara who just keeps things sticking over, plays nice passes and um they've experimented with different players in there that, with Ryan Jack who do very much a good footballer, as much as I'm sure Ryan, you might not agree, but isn't best suited <laughs> for that. No, not at all. <laughs> um and we're starting to see now just um rewards from Ryan Jack now that he's playing slightly further forward. I think he didn't get a goal in his first forty odd games at Rangers and now he's got three and eight going back to the old firm game. Um and that's probably something you could probably just about keep up if he continues to play alongside Glenn Kamara who um, pretty much from the second he joined Dundee just looked head and shoulders above the rest of the team and um, head and shoulders above probably the bottom six in terms of players uh, and probably is performing at a level where this isn't like what I just mentioned with Hearts, this is someone who is at a level where he deserves to be and probably will continue to be um, avoiding the, the massive... Uh, queue behind him in terms of certain midfielders I think Rangers have got something like 8 or 9 um certain midfielders at the club so performances this can only be good for him and the fact that if he can keep playing in this Rangers midfield with the likes of Davis uh, not getting a game then it can only be good things for Glen Kamara
0: mm. In terms of Hamilton KC uh, Brian Rice was very open about the fact that he, he wanted to change Hamilton's style of football and I think the Hamilton fans were very receptive of that do you think that maybe it doesn't work in these kind of games?
3: Yes, to an extent, but you've got to kind of... I mean, it's it's easy to just sit and... What, see, if you've got to try and come out and play, and to be fair, Rangers, five different scorers and that today, really kind of does maybe get rid of the kind of... The argument that they're kinda of one man team with Morelos, I mean you get five different scorers at uh, New Douglas Parker, whatever it's called now. Um as, like as four twenty arena. Like <laughs> four twenty <420 laughs> Gringo Arena or whatever, man, San Gringo. But uh, but no, I just Aki's, I mean, I've kind of got respect to it if they, I've not seen the game I want to get that out there just now I can only go by match stats not, we're Just thoroughly convincing for Rangers Scoreline aside, just stats on their own But if Hamilton did try to come out and play Then I kind of only respect that I mean, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't But I think that Hamilton have been A lot, lot better under Rice Than they have under Canning And I'll hold my hands up and say I got it wrong When Aki's fans were kind of Desperate for Cannon to leave. If Cannon was in charge today, would they could beat five 0 Probably 4-0. not.
2: But I think they still. I think they still would have, I <laughs> still would have lost
3: though. So. Oh no, they still would have lost. But that's what I'm saying. It's it's, it's the, the style uh, thing, isn't it I mean, they would probably maybe beat two 0 three one, or something like today. Um, under Canning, but we can a little. Anything going forward? Obviously, they get nothing going forward today. But Hamilton fans have seen enough in the last few games to see that. They can, you know, hot teams in the in the final for the, the pitch, But, race. You know. You know what I mean. If if he keeps them up, then he can build for next season. Then maybe more kind of creative players. Than that that, you go to the and they can try and, uh, have a right go at, at Rangers and Celtic. Can kind play of playing, playing a, a, a certain brand of football, which not a lot of teams. So can, you mean in a one-off game or know. in the league. In the league, yeah. What eh? like if they if they can try and what like, if like, if he can get his own players? Come. To the in, title. come.
1: <laughs> no,
3: no. I'm talking about get when you're asking, can you play? Can you go? All, can you go all guns blazing against the old firm? No, no. A lot of time, but if that's what he wants to do, then he'll have to keep Hamilton up, and then in the summer, then he can recruit properly when he's got a full summer to bring in the types of players to suit his philosophy I know and maybe they can they can have a go at the old firm and no I don't mean <laughs> even probably top 6 either but uh, no i am kind of got respect if they did try to come out in place it's not a lot of teams have got the kind of balls to do that but Rangers are obviously in very good form at the moment and obviously scoring 4 against Aberdeen at three 5 against us and 5 against Aki so fair enough no I was just uh, twisting your arm there <laughs> um, so Uh, Um, thank you I just had to reiterate that in case I was talking garbage
0: (laughs) to be fair to Brian Rice it's hibs away and then Rangers at home aren't exactly two games you want when you're in a bit of a relegation scrap and we've mentioned it with Dundee and St Mirren but their games will going forward will be the games that they'll be looking to take points from and just to clarify I think that Hamilton Stadium is now called the the Hope CBD Stadium so uh, what the they changed that again this season yes it was it might have changed at the start of the yeah, season yeah it was this season it used to be super seal yeah super seal because I always get
3: mixed up with that and what Fur Hills now as well energy check stadium at Fur energy check I yeah, I always get the two mixed up I thought it was a
0: super seal it's,
2: it's cannabis oil oh, the sponsored by, isn't it
0: mm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yes I mean you can't say that Scottish football doesn't market itself brilliantly correct hmm. Um, unless anyone else wants to make any points on the Hope CBD Stadium I think we'll move on
1: nah what <laughs> <Okay>. a <Black London. laughs> there you go just a point about Lafferty sorry before we All go alright <gasps> Yep. no no on you go he got, a week, he got his goal at the end um, I don't congrats to him totally understand what his role might what it is at the moment given how good Morales is Jermaine was obviously going to be the understudy if if not playing together with Morales when they both can get a run of games together. And then for next season you'd imagine Zach run might be a better option as third choice. Coming in coming on for the last five, ten minutes, but that's probably one for the Falkirk Rangers fans to decide. hmm And um, we
0: could put that out to them on Twitter and they could uh, respond in their huge numbers. <laughs> um aye. Uh, Thank you Tom for your extra input, there always valued. So we will move on to our discussion bit of the podcast, where we will be speaking about sectarianism <laughs> in Scotland. Unfortunately, oh boy, last uh, last week after the Rangers Kilmarnock game at Ibrox, Steve Clark with a very hard hitting press conference um, revealed that he was subjected to sectarian abuse from the stands. Um, which has led to this coming to a bit of a head in terms of discussion in and around Scotland. Uh, I think we all know it's a bit of a plague in Scottish football, uh, Scottish society in general, but um, this week, due to a manager sort of calling it out and sort of tackling it head-on is why we are speaking about it, which in itself is a good thing. Casey, obviously... You were there on um, last Wednesday. Um, what did you make of Clark's comments?
3: Um, Just in general. One thing that has to... Yeah, I mean, it was certainly certainly wasn't what I was expecting. When I first seen the thing for PLZ Soccer, I thought that it was a wind-up, and I thought, nah, he couldn't have actually said that and I was in the car and obviously you know I've kind of tried to stay off social media and stuff so I, the person I was with I had to actually search Steve Clark to see what would come up and then we have seen it all come in and thought oh my god he actually has addressed us, and I was like that's absolutely brilliant you listen to his interview and you actually hear the audio I think it's quite sad you can see that he's very very emotional about it and and wound up one thing I would like to highlight is that Steve Clark did not come out and make a statement on this Steve Clark was asked a question of the personal abuse that he was receiving for Rangers supporters um, well a section of Rangers supporters and I'm happy he did do it I'm happy I addressed it but I'm very I'm very kind of upset maybe <laughs> how this has almost kind of turned into a joke in some ways and mm. people are trying to justify this for me, vile abuse that has got no place in this <laughs> this society whatsoever. If this was, for one minute, uh, someone in America or Russia where we like to go on our high horse about racial tensions, and could you imagine somebody trying to defend racial abuse and somebody racially racial abusing somebody, we'd be saying, what a bunch of backward bastards they are. Then why the hell is it different in Scotland? It's... Um, it's sickening actually um, and all this selectarianism and all that Steve Clark condemned the st- condemned the stuff that uh, that uh, happened to Chris Boyd he wasn't fully aware at the time Chris Boyd came out and done it and then Clark and Boyd both in front of the media on Friday and, uh, and said how ridiculous this was um, nah no, I'm 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 pretty wound up about it I just think that it's, it's embarrassing and this is why we'll never progress as a society that People say, "Aye, but what about this? What about that?" nah I deal with this. To now that's no. Say I oh, daft can. What I've been guilty of it in the past. You know what I mean. I've been guilty. Of it. I've I've called folk Fenian bastards for a laugh with my mates, and that I've called folk Orange bastards. But that makes me just as bad. But I can and that I was in the wrong. Now and know how stupid that is, and try to progress for that, and, and try to stop that because because I, I was getting into a phase thinking, "Oh no, that's just normality, but it shouldn't it be." It's it shouldn't it be. It's the twenty first century, here man. It's, it's it's unbelievable. I just I don't know. I mm-hmm. don't know what what else to really um, say on it, man. It's just I think it's ridiculous. What I was going
0: to suggest is obviously everyone have read and listened to their fair share of this. By the time you're listening to this podcast, the one thing I have written down here is Steve Clark's comments where he suggested that he was thankful to Chelsea for taking him away from the west of Scotland. Now, I've seen a few people suggest that. It isn't just a West of Scotland problem, it's the entirety of Scotland. Now, given the fact that we've got four of us on, probably all, all from different corners of Scotland, um, I just want to sort of ask what level of it have we been subjected to? I, obviously, I think uh, I kind of know the answers already, but Tom and Dundee, do you think that, it is a West of Scotland problem more so than the entirety of Scotland. Yeah, I
1: think so. Speaking from the perspective of having lived in and around Dundee for the majority of my life and then um, the West of Scotland for just four, three years. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to lie, had very little to no idea what it was all about before I went. Um, the only time you ever got any incidents of it was when Celtic Rangers, came to London United, and you'd hear the songs, and not really think too much of it. Maybe when you were younger, ask your dad or whoever you were at the football, if what does that mean? Um, but as it went <coughs> on, just a song they sung, um, and moving to air, just <laughs> not really, no idea of the extent of what, how pop, how rife it was in in everyday society, um, ranging from what school did you go to, a question that just. Didn't never dawn on me that it, how that made a difference in who you liked and who you didn't like, and um, to as Casey said, being called an orange bastard or a Athenian bastard for defending the actions of one of a of a footballer for or calling it for diving and then getting called one of the one of the other. It's, it's it was just frustrating from my perspective because you you don't understand why it matters at all, and um, and then you. <laughs> move here and it's just the burning topic that is omnipresent in just about every sporting and bigger discussion you have mm.
0: I would side with yourself on that mm. one in terms of in Edinburgh obviously people like to mention the hip's Hearts thing, I don't really see that as being a problem in terms of societal issues in Edinburgh It's something that I was just not subjected to at all and like yourself, moving through to air for for university, um, and people asking you, well, are you more pro or Catholic? And then when you say neither, mm-hmm. and then them saying, well, it's got to be Catholic because your name's Ryan. It was just like what, like this, have just absolutely mind-boggling to myself, and thankful that I haven't been brought up in that kind of atmosphere, because there was there was a Catholic school round the corner from. The one that I went to um and I never thought anything about it. Nobody like it was just it was just another school to me. And I know that obviously Casey, your your experience in Kilmarnock and Gamba perhaps you to an extent will be slightly different but I'm also of the sort of thought that it's more just a problem that needs eradicated in the west of Scotland. Obviously everybody needs to take ownership of the situation and people can't just bat off and suggest oh well it's for the west of Scotland to deal with, everyone needs to sort of stand up and speak out against it but in terms of where it's most prevalent I would say that it's just not something that I've been subjected to in the east of Scotland, Casey obviously you'll probably have a different um, sort of few stories just from growing up and
3: all that kind of thing <laughs> ah, I, absolutely. I mean, it's just it. It's totally ingrained in everyday down here. Um, both sides. It's <coughs> and I and I'm i I was in shock. Speak to you about it. i night there, Ryan thinking. Oh, it must be still, still something up there. You know what I mean? Like and that's me saying that. Who's made of what? Not even any kind of prejudice is there. But just like Oh, aye, but there's obviously got to be something. No, no, there doesn't need to be something. Just down here. I don't know. Kilmarnock itself isn't as bad, it's still bad, but not at the same extreme as the kind of smaller towns and stuff, they're really bad, a lot of the places, you know, you're kind of North Ayrshire's and stuff, Um, but I mean, me personally, I grew up in a place called New Mills, and New Mills is an alright wee place, kind of a bit of a shithole now, man, but like, it's like, uh, only maybe 3,000 people or whatever that's there in it, but we were Folk identified us as, as being a Catholic family. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like oh I they're Catholics. What what what, what, <laughs> what difference does that make? Uh, honestly that's what happens, right? Like, that's how people <laughs> would know who we were. Um I I they're the Catholic family. And what What does that matter? You know what I mean? And a point I would like to address here and I know it's gotta be controversial and I wanna put in the record straight off that I ain't that an or an orange bastard is not right at all, and you can't justify that, whatsoever, but, the fact that people are trying to weigh that up, is the same, as calling some the Athenian bastard, I disagree with, wholeheartedly, I know that, and it both are horrendous points, horrendous terms to call MD, right, but, for me, getting called, because call somebody an orange bastard, is strictly associated with Rangers Football Club, are actually people within the Orange Lodge, right, and, the Orange Lodge memberships, farcical. Right, really, in this day and age, um, the it's virtually non-existent. There's no one in Commander. I think the closest one. I right, there's maybe one in Stewarton. But even at that, I can't even think of it. So there's no even one in Commander or the Valley. You get the odd Orange Walk and the the kind of it's 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 not as big in Commander as it is in Beath and stuff, right? So. You're not calling anybody that went to a non-denominational school or anybody that goes to a Church of Scotland an orange bastard, that's no the same. Whereas the term Fenian, even though it should be somebody who fought for a free island, but the term Fenian is branded about every single Catholic in Scotland, you know what I mean? I've been called a Fenian bastard because of what school I went to. I've only been called an orange bastard because of the football, because of mind-numbing Celtic supporters who seem to think that anybody who does not play in green and white or anybody fair shirt is automatically a mini-hun, thus associated with Rangers. So I don't see they to, they're both bad terms, but I don't think that they're comparable, mm. even in the slightest. Catholics are the minority they have been the minority, you weren't getting a job because of what school you went to, this isn't to me as any justification for going into an orange bastard bank on somebody Athenian, is a lot worse, um, you know what I mean, to use America as an example, um, like you've obviously get the n-word which is horrific and I've not even got to say it because of how bad it is if they know what word I'm talking about there, but you've got the derogatory word that a black person would use against a white person which is a cracker, Tell me what one of the two insults is worse you know what i mean it speaks for itself i think that's the same in this case a lot of people disagree with that but i like that out there i would rather be honest about it i think they're two both horrible horrible ways to describe md but they are not the same um and that's maybe part of people will be saying that's part of the problem but nah, it's i just i just think it's horrendous as i say i mean catholics in this country it's it's shocking, it's same as Rangers singing these songs. Celtic sang horrendous songs as well, which I'll come on and I've just said that that after sectarian abuse, half had Celtic for the other point of view, despite not knowing the fact that we're a Catholic school. I've done all my sacraments. My uncle was I a in mean, senior, which half the people listening couldn't even tell you who that was. For the record, it's somebody quite high up in the Catholic Church, in between a bishop and a priest. Um so I so, so getting that, but I mean, Ranger's singing that we hate Catholics, everybody hates Roman Catholics. Like, that's laughed at. I laugh at it. I shouldn't. Be. It's horrendous, but I laugh at it. If that's any other, if that's singing about black people, Jewish people, Asian people, it's front page news in Scotland, it's laughed at. That's a, the that's a problem. Mm. Well, the thing I have down here is well,
0: I've noted down the next question that I'm going to ask you guys is how do we eradicate it? And I've got from me personally, First of all, from everyone, what about it needs to end because there is no point even having a discussion about eradicating it if everybody is just going to say, "Well, what about this? What about that?" And well, I understand people suggesting that oh well, even though that wasn't the case, if they had thought that that Steve Clark hadn't addressed this on. Again, in the Celtic game, the Chris Boyd stuff, that that doesn't matter. They should be condemning it from the outset, and I think as soon as that becomes the sort of mentality, um, you're not you're not going to get rid of it because people almost see see it and accept it and say and use it as deflectionary tactics to say, well, look, this happened as well, and almost just accept the fact that sectarianism is is okay because of this it's almost like justifying it and it's just it's not on um the question i have here gamba is would strict liability fix this in uh, terms of uh, a scottish football problem given just to bring it back to football a wee bit <laughs> uh,
2: yes yes it would however it would just be it would fix a symptom and not a cause. Um, I think what Callum has kind of highlighted there. Um, just I can't I can't relate to any kind of experiences that Callum's had. I've of, of set foot in more kirk's and half chapels, so uh, I can't really <laughs> relate to what Callum said there. But it is a societal problem. I think specifically to the west of Scotland. Um, if there was a strict liability thing, I would think it would go some way to kind of solve it at football matches. Um, because there would be a kind of self-policing there but I don't think these attitudes and things like that would still I think these attitudes would still be there. Um, I think you would stop hearing it at football matches but would it stop it overall? Probably not. Mm. Should it be done? Yes, probably.
0: I mean, obviously it's a as you mentioned it's a much wider societal issue. I mean, I think Glasgow at one point was dubbed the murder capital of Europe because it was and I think uh, the government introduced a, a set a special police section to deal with that, and it is completely utter- and utterly reduced it. And I would suggest that almost something similar to deal with sectarianism in Scotland um, would work. Uh, and does it come from just education? Because uh, can you educate the uneducatable, <laughs> um, Casey? Does what? What do you think? How? How do? We,
3: how do we get rid of it? Well first things first as pessimistic as this on me I don't see it ever changing which is a sad 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 statement to make but I fully believe that if it was got to change it would they change me now it's not going to happen look at, look at how this has been treated people are laughing at it people are slagging Steve Clark and Celtic fans are the same and been like and Boyd does not help it when Boyd came out and said, even though he was trying to reiterate that it still is unacceptable, but Boyd's saying, Oh, that's what Rafa Duck's back to me, it's banter. It's no banter. We called an orange bastard's horrible. You know what I mean? Like, you shouldn't have to put up with that. Been called a fenian bastard's horrible, you shouldn't have to put up with that. I think that as a societal issue, um, but I've almost changed my stance entirely, and I think that football is a big, big part of it. Um, it still lingers. But it's a football that gives have their chance to vent at it. It's um, you look at these things. You look at Orange walks. You look at Republican marches. The people who are following them are all cut out in Rangers and Celtic times. Mm. that's mm. A, that's the issue here. It's um, it's Dafties total idiots, man. Total idiots going in these Republican marches. Who couldn't tell you anything? Couldn't tell you the first thing about Bobby Sands. Couldn't tell you anything about James Connolly. You know what I mean? In the same way, all these folk that go on orange marches singing about King Billy, couldn't they tell you that Hoffy's army was bloody Catholic and the Pope backed him? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's like... like it's, it's unbelievable. Like, they're just... They're, it's mind-numbing. They're absolute idiots, every single one of them. And I'm myself an idiot. I'm an idiot because I've been a bigot in the past and I'll happily hold my hands up and say it. I have been a bigot. For humour reasons, aye, but it's unacceptable. You, you wouldn't get away with saying that about black people... Asian people, gay people now, you know what I mean, so why is it acceptable to joke about religious things like that, it's ridiculous, I just, to to be so open about this is just unacceptable, Um, and to be able to sing and chant at the football matches, be it cheer up whoever it is, sad orange bastard, sad Fenian bastard, it's no happening man, it's, it's it will never change though Ryan it's a societal issue but I think the football does have a big part to play in it and I know that's controversial as well I was against the offensive behaviour at Football Act I think that some kind of legislation should be brought in but it's got to be more thought of that 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 had so many holes in it it was it was ridiculous it was like a sieve Um, but I think that Something has to be done. Strict liability would solve it as a football issue, but in societal issues, it's more, more's got to be done, about it. But people say, "Oh, well, the reason is, is Catholic schools, which I disagree with as well.
0: Yep, yeah, nope, spot on. Um, thanks, guys, for that. I thought um, we just kind of had to touch on it, given the coverage it's been receiving. I'm glad we did um, some good stuff there. Um, moving back to the football, obviously, Championship uh, League 1, League 2. Other oh, football did play, take place outside the Scottish Premiership. Um, Falkirk won, Dundee United won, Tom. Wee bit like Dundee uh, across the road, a bit of a missed opportunity in terms of uh, gaining some ground <laughs> on Ayr but losing ground on Ross County. It's not a fantastic result given you would have
1: liked to have seen out the game. Mm. Yeah, as you said, it's definitely a missed opportunity. and... Um I think Jo Johnny asked Tony Clark asked the question saying after this result is it time to admit that um Ross County probably are gonna be a Premiership club next season. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the case unfortunately I think it's gonna take a, m- a minor footballing miracle in terms of the Dun United to go up. I think they need to win nine of the last eleven, which probably is beyond the side, especially when you you realise that the two backup set of halves are going to be out for a long time ahead in France, which might not seem like that big a deal but given um connolly and reynolds and j record particularly reynolds who can't play or isn't playing it at the moment anyway isn't playing at national turf which given a large portion of um pitchers pitches in the league it is a bit worrying in that sense but it's probably testament to to the strength and depth that robert nielsen's brought in the squad Um but yeah the game should have been wrapped up uh Peter Pollock missed a good chance to make it 2-0 which was annoying but <sighs> there are still weak areas in and it's well, one of those being the goalkeeper and um, you'll probably see Ross Liddell get a chance against the rest on Tuesday but it, <sighs> I wouldn't say hammer blow to the title aspirations but it might be a bigger blow mentally than it is in terms of just the two points
0: mm. Gamba is this the, le- the day the league was won in the championship um, on Saturday, obviously Air getting beat at home by them, mm. and Dundee United dropping
2: points, and Ross County coming back from two to down to one four uh, two. That was that th- that was I. Th- that was the kind of moment. I mean, certainly when I saw the result coming in, because I had the the scores like turned on my phone and I was getting the, <laughs> I was getting the updates, and you know you're looking like, oh well, Jesus Christ, man! I don't know Thistle have been doing really well recently. Um, <laughs> going, my God! And then just bang, bang, bang. You know, Stuart. The ones that you know. <laughs> yeah, the answer is yes. Um, I think it's th- they've still got a game in hand as well. Ross County, don't they? Um, a couple games. Yes. Sorry, they've got a game in hand, and they're what five points clear. Am I right in thinking as well? Yeah.
3: I, I f- f- five points clear.
2: Um, I mean, they're, they're going to be. They win that game in hand. They're, they're in the same position Celtic are in the Premiership, and a lot of people are saying the league's over. Um, the Premiership, um, I think it might be over for you. I'm really sad about this, but I think they'll, I think they'll stay in the playoffs. It should be okay. So you're not uh,
0: backing them to come up in the playoffs then.
2: I think I said I I think my my earlier prediction In the season That they're going to win the league I think I might have to rescind that But (laughs) but again It's one of these things With Ross County Where if they are going to get Those kind of results Winning that thistle Having been 2-0 down Then Hmm. again It's that cliche That's the sign of a team That wins trophies
0: well, we can uh, shelve your uh, prediction beside Tom's of last season, where he said that <laughs> Dundee United would go the rest of the season unbeaten. <laughs> 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 other other result in this league that I'd kind of highlighted, just to give them lip service: Aloha two, Queen of the South one. Absolutely terrific result for Aloha. Scenes. Takes them off the takes them off the bottom of the table after a pretty horrendous run of form. Um, given that Queen of the South home record has been pretty exceptional this season. I know they're in a pretty poor run of form themselves, KC. But for Alloa, that's
3: just massive at this stage of the season, isn't it? Oh, it's absolutely! You know what I mean. They Lift ourselves off off the bottom of the league and get to it. And what a manner to, to win the game, <laughs> and, um what Was it? Was it? Uh, I was at ninety third uh-huh. minute. You know what I mean. That's absolutely brilliant. And it's quite it's inter- really interesting, don't By the way. Um, I mean, more so for, obviously for those three, yeah. Alwa, Fulker, and Thistle. I mean, I mean. I think, was it Fulker leapfrogged Iowa last week, man? <coughs> was it? Um, and then you're thinking, oh, that's the same with the water, but Fulker, a point against Indy, right? It's not a bad point. Then I'll come back again, but Thistle yeah. wasn't the top of the table. You know, that one's got to get right down to the wire. And the lazy argument's always to say that i will go down, right? Because Fulker can party up Far superior clubs, far superior resources, but
2: everyone's taking I enough mean, points off of each other. <laughs> I
3: know it's it's it, it's got to be absolutely mayhem down there, and I wouldn't have fancy but, uh, <coughs> betting any any of those three teams to get in. Mm,
0: former Morton as well, who are on the
3: slide. They're only five. I was only four <laughs> I points. On only it, between,
2: six, what yeah. six points off the bottom.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I in are in that five points at St crazy. Alright, as you mentioned there,
0: Inverness beat Morton 1-0 pretty mental league at the minute Um, another mental league League 1, every single team scored um, this weekend Uh, just quickly run through the results, Arbroath who 16 points clear maintain that advantage at the top of the table with a 3-2 win over Airdrie I think Bobby Lynn got a hat-trick there Uh, Breakin 1, Strenard 2 East 5-3 to 4 I think Hell Don yeah. Thomas got a hat-trick in this game
3: Casey okay, I get a hat-trick <laughs> and, and an assist I believe so that's absolutely brilliant I don't like it. Yeah young Dom Thomas I I just think that he's he's a very gallus guy I think (laughs) every time he speaks you just laugh he's he seems to just be like the old kind of dying good guy hovering about the changing room you can see he gets on really well with the Kelly players and stuff and him and Chris Boyd are are right good mates I think but no absolutely brilliant to see him scoring scoring there I'm a big fan of Dom Thomas and would like him to to get a chance at us but other than Barton fans absolutely love him because he was there for the first part of the season as well I believe and Nah, I'm 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 delighted for them and and I think them Barton. When Jim When Jim Duffy got that job, I just said there's absolutely no way they have got to get done. It's taken them a wee bit longer, I think, and they're still nowhere near out the woods yet. By the way, but um, I, I I just can't see a Jim Duffy team getting relegated for for League One. So it was a very I did say, and I'll say it again, I screwed the bit of business that one.
0: Aye, well as you mentioned, sort of picked up a bit of form. That's four without defeat now, and they've sort of been able to find the back of the net, I think that's um, 11 goals in the last four games or something like that, so if they continue that um, scoring run, they're, they're going to be just fine, obviously. Other games, 4 for beat Stenhouse Muir 2-1, and another game full of goals, Wraith 4, Montrose 1, it looks like Wraith, despite their sort of title credentials are going to fall into the playoffs I don't. <laughs> I think it's pretty impossible they're over going to overturn a, a 16 point um, deficit uh, I, I don't know if anyone wants to go out in a Lynn <laughs> I'm looking at you you here, Tom um, and suggest that they will no no I'll, I'll,
1: I'll keep them for Dungeon United exclusive
0: <laughs> <laughs> ok very well um, aye so it looks like our broth are pretty much <laughs> going to trump the, that league be good to see you both in the championship next season. Actually, a bit of a, a different kind of outfit. Um, I was just thinking that myself, Ryan. I as it's a bit mental seeing them. Mm. I don't think they've ever been as high as the championship. So fantastic for the club, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. They might uh, lose our next. Well, I games. don't give them the Air United <laughs> kiss of death. <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, League two, Anon four, Albion Rovers 0, Berwick, 0, Elgin three, I, I, and I, I just want to pick up on these two teams actually, we always seem to speak about Edinburgh City and Peterhead sort of trailblazing the way at the top of the table, Clyde just tucked in behind them, but Berwick and Albion Rovers this season have just been utterly garbage, haven't they I mean that's five <laughs> wins between them all season and I think that's a hun- 123 goals they've conceded be- between them Oh my! Uh, it's not great, they're both on a shocking run of form and are getting absolutely bodied every week. It looked like um, the decision for Albion Rovers to bring in loads of players from junior football hasn't really paid dividends. Um, I think they can almost use that
2: as an excuse. I'm not
0: sure what Beric can use, um, but it Beric can like have Albie something to start of the
2: season with. Like there was like directors or something like that. Something at boardroom level that was just like mad. There is an excuse. There's an excuse somewhere. There is somewhere.
3: Yeah, aye, you're right, but I can't think it. Johnny Clark listening will be absolutely kicking F out of whatever device he's listening to us because mm. he'll know, because he covers Barry, uh, doesn't he, yeah. with his paper? Yeah. So, jo- jo- Johnny knows, Johnny knows. Johnny, tweet in once you if listen to If
0: you're listening, to Johnny, one. I
3: hope you're enjoying your roast. Um <laughs> hope you're not <laughs> spitting out
0: your potato at us not knowing what happened at I bed. think the rest of the podcast is watching the Real Madrid
2: <laughs> game at the moment, so...
0: Oh Wash yeah. they couldn't be bothered coming Origin on 11 <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Um right, other results here were Edinburgh City two, Beath Nil, Queen's Park one, Clyde one, Stirling Nil, Peterhead one. Um quite exciting at the top in terms of Edinburgh and Peterhead looks like it's gonna go right to the wire. Um mm. I just want a name from each of you who's gonna go up
1: in first spot. Tom? Edinburgh City, purely because I've got £10 on them and a few other teams going up this
0: season. Who are the few other teams?
1: Uh, Well, I said going up, I meant winning the league. I've got Manchester City to win the English Premier League, Bayern Munich to win the Bundesliga and Barcelona to win La Liga. You'll be thankful for Dortmund's recent run of poor football. Yeah, so four uh, four giants of European football.
3: What price is
0: that coming uh, on It wasn't
1: at the start of the season, it was just after Man city lost two game the two games over Christmas. Uh ten or on, hundred and twenty right. odd back.
0: Not bad. Decent. Very
1: nice. who's your
3: who's getting top spot? Uh, I mean I Peter Head have got their game in hand, don't they, as well? Yeah. I yep. uh, mm. still think Edinburgh City right, will do it. I just think that they've been I would, I would love Clyde to get promoted. Get a wee sore spot for them for some reason, uh, but I just think f- five points. But then again, they've got a game in hand as well. We can <laughs> not too much in it. But I just uh, I think the Edinburgh City will still do it. But I'd like to see I'd like to see either Head or Clyde obviously, running as well. being the playoffs, but one of them come up as well. But I think the Edinburgh City will win the
0: week. And finally, Gamba.
2: Um, I will. Despite all my fall uh, sleep. <laughs> uh, d- despite um all of my everything in my brain saying it will be Edinburgh City, um I'll say Peterhead because they have. I mean th- the thing that's going through my head is basically Peterhead have been here the past couple of seasons and it's like okay they'll do it this year they'll they'll do it this year, um mm. and the way of looking at it is that either the bottle merchants and the bottle it again however I'm gonna look at it with and say they've gone through that in the past they'll know how to overcome the problems this year. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I think, uh, Aberdeen and Cup Finals
0: would tell me that's not really the case, so I'll go for Edinburgh City. Um, and I think with that, that rounds off the podcast. So mm. thank you all for joining me, you, Casey especially. <laughs>
2: thank you. That's fine. we <laughs> turning it off
0: again. <laughs> Well, Gam, I'm afraid uh, you support one of the ugly sisters. Ah, I suppose, uh, I suppose,
2: not wanted. True, true.
0: But but it, is, it was fantastic to have you on a Sunday.
2: Mm. Yeah, rare occurrence. <laughs> Just leave yes, it at
1: that. <laughs> and Tom, thank you very much. Yeah, apologies of suffering the effects of living living with a dog, despite being allergic to a dog so sniffling and coughing. It's not very nice on your mum.
2: <laughs> oh dear. I caught that, the Don't Don't worst. Oh <laughs> <laughs>
0: Silence. Well, you could have laughed, Gamba. I think with that, we will end the podcast. Um, thank you for listening again. Be sure to engage with us on Twitter and Facebook, it's always appreciated. And I hope you enjoyed the show. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.